Hey mama, my name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure, and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets, and habits. I started Mom Training, our live workshops, and the Mom Training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training Community, where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. I am so excited to have Leslie Lair on with us today. We are going to be talking about hosting during the holidays. Now, the holidays adds on a whole new ball game for moms with all of our regular responsibilities and things that we're doing. And so when we step into this season, how do we make it so we can have fun with our family and friends, be able to stay healthy and sane ourselves as moms, and also to just have a good time to really enjoy the season. So Leslie, welcome to the podcast today. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Leslie Lair, and I am a lifestyle organizing and hospitality expert. And so today I'm thrilled to share my tips on how to stay organized, stress-free throughout this time of year. I'm known as the go-to girlfriend for the modern day superwomen, which is exactly who you support. And I'm thrilled to share some of my tips to make this season not only festive, but stress-free and fun for the family. Wonderful. Now, how did you get into this? Tell us a little bit about, like, did you just start, you you just loved organizing and, you know, hosting and, and making things look really pretty and nice? Like, where did you get started with all of that? So I'm one of those uh, individuals that just knew my calling at a very young age. I have always loved the art of decor, design, and having beautiful, well-appointed spaces. It started for me when I was a child playing with my dollhouse. I would organize and redecorate and just spend countless hours with my dollhouse. And that was my way of creativity. And it just really grew from there. I've always been organized. I've always been somebody who prefers living more with less. And entertaining is just, for me, a part of that as well. I grew up with a family that just loves to celebrate any opportunity and any occasion. And they do it with grace and I really learned from the best, my family. And then I continued that passion personally. And then finally, five years ago, I I got a daughter who's now getting ready for college and a husband with a busy career and a lot of my career. And 
activities were starting to slow down. And so I decided to launch a business based originally on organization and in working with clients in their homes. What I realized is that they had many beautiful pieces, whether it be heirlooms, wedding gifts, and even great paper disposable products for entertaining. And they turned to me for advice on how to execute plans from family get-togethers to bigger events. And so my organizing business grew into lifestyle. And now I just get to help people live their best life with less at homework and play. That's great. So with, with the party and event planning, I'd love to hear, like, how can we save time and money when planning for a gathering? I, we would love to learn from your skills right now. Okay. So this solution by Tidy Tips with Less can be applied to a small, intimate family get-together or just entertaining to a big scale. You're going to start with a list. That's the first action item. We call this the less method. So you start with a list. What you're going to put on this list is what is the event? What's the theme? Is it based on a birthday? Is it holiday? Really take the time to put that idea down on paper or on your tablet so that you have a plan in place. Doesn't matter if it's small or big, that's going to help you set goals, set time plans. Uh, put together your ideas on what you're going to use, what you'll serve, time of day, etc. And then from there, what I always recommend before running to the store, which many of us do, I think it's a kind of a natural habit of, okay, we're going to have people come over. I've got to go run to the store to get stuff. What I prefer you do is evaluate what you already have in your inventory. So that's the E, evaluate. And what this means is if you go into, many of us have like a section where we have our paper or recyclable party supplies. So it might be plates, utensils, napkins. It can even be your heirloom pieces. Take the time to see what you already have and use that first before adding anything else to your party kind of theme. And then what I like to do is once we have an idea that we're going to maybe reuse some of the cocktail napkins or those small appetizer napkins that we've had from a previous party, we're going to pair that with just some neutral white plates that we have that we use every day, but we're going to style it up and maybe put a little spin on the season, then start putting together what you want to basically add to or style. And that is one of my favorite parts. And I do that a lot to save not only money, but also just to celebrate the season. I really turn to the backyard and pull seasonal florals or leaves to add to the table. And then last but not least, just have fun Think about the fact that your number one priority is just to simplify the process and to enjoy it with ease. A happy host is an organized host. Yeah, that is so true. Like thinking about that. Now, so a lot of us that are listening right now have younger children. And I I honestly have never 
gotten into the art of like decorating or, you know, pulling in the colors of the season. So for a mom that's just getting started, like, like for me, like, I don't even know where to get started with. Okay. So you said, bring in some leaves and bring in, you know, some different things. Like what is a simple way for someone to start doing that? Now you said the white plates and the little napkins, but then is that like putting the plate down on the table and putting the napkin on the plate? Like what exactly is that looking like, I guess? Okay. So let's take a table. For example, we're going to set the table in advance. Do it. In my case, I recommend that you do it the night before. Mm. If you, if you're going to serve your meal at the table you use every day, and so setting it up the night before isn't a possibility. What I do is, for example, we were just talking before this podcast that you've got a new office space. I actually take those items and I'll put them in a space that's out of the way in advance. Like the just your neutral white plates, I'll have them in my corner of my office. So they're ready to go. I know exactly what I'm going to use and how I'm going to use it. And then I love the question about incorporating the season. I'm going to use this time of year as a, as a season to, to build on. So we're approaching that month where we're going to see a lot of pumpkins and some, maybe some natural elements, even zucchini or gourds that we might use for the whole month or more. I love to take those items, whether they be faux from your own fall decor, you know, collection or from going and getting these pieces from the grocery store. I love to put those on the table to really celebrate and make it special for my guests. It's fun to be able to use those pieces that you might have had for years. Like I have this collection of uh they're faux pumpkins that I've, I've, I've painted and, you know, they're, they're stashed away up until this time of year. And I get to bring them out and actually surprise my guests by really putting them on the table. I'll put them down the, whether it be the centerpiece, if it's a long table, I'll add the pumpkins along the table and maybe cut some branches from outside to kind of make a little greenery. If, if you're, lucky enough to live in an area where you currently have those gorgeous autumn leaves, I would cut those and just use those branches and the leaves as a centerpiece. And then I take pumpkins, put it right on top of that plate and really just take the time to use a little creativity. A little bit does go a long way. And I think it's just not only nice for the hostess to make a special occasion for guests, it's kind of easy to do because a lot of us already have these products or if they don't and you do have kids like you do you've got that magic age where they're starting to make crafts using you know using their creativity from pumpkins to you know they, I can remember my daughter tracing her hand and making a turkey and I just think that's a whimsical playful way to bring that into the table and have your guests get surprised by some of the artwork that, that the kids put together. What a great idea. I thank you for sharing that because I, I think when we haven't like heard an idea or like how to actually make it simplified and make it happen, like, like I didn't know where to start. 
when you first started talking about this, but now that you've said that, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like cutting a little branch off a tree. Like I could totally do that. You know, going and getting a couple gourds and putting them across my table. I could totally do that. You know, the arts with the, the kids, that's great. And I do think that when we decorate, it does bring in the season a lot more. And again, I'm, I'm totally getting into the decorating. Like I've never been much of a decorator. So, but I want to be, cause I know it does bring in the season. So I love those ideas. So thank you for sharing that. And I, I know that there's some other moms that are listening. They're like, Oh, I could do that. That sounds like something I can do, you know, cause we see some of these beautiful tables and, and these like luxurious places. And we're like, Oh, I don't know if I can have that. But what you just described is something us moms can actually do. Absolutely. And to just add on the, uh, the just how to do it without spending any, any additional money, you could even just use apples that you're going to prepare for your family at a later time, pull them out of the refrigerator and have fresh apples on the table and on top of that plate. It doesn't have to be as specific as buying gourds that you might not be using and like if I buy gourds, then I'm going to decorate, maybe put them in a bowl in the kitchen or on the entry table for the whole season. But I'm always looking for ways to maximize how I can use that little bit of design element so that it's not just a one time use and then you're kind of wasting money. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. So, so what are some of your best hosting practices for having people over? Okay, so I, this is the thing. This is this. <laughs> people might find this funny. I love the art of entertaining, having people get together. For me, it's about celebrating time spent with the people I truly care about. I want to have a good time. I want to be available as a hostess to be with those individuals. And so, for me, planning ahead is one way that I can make sure that I'm not stressed the day of, and in that frantic mood. And then see what I love is to have meals or food that are easy to prep. There, in many cases, I already have them prepared the day before, um, you know, putting together a fruit platter or vegetables, which is so, some hummus or a cheese plate. Simple ways that we could just take items we picked up at the grocery store, prep it so it's ready to go the day before. But I also invest in, hey, it's okay to serve pizza from your favorite go-to pizza place. Just take it out of the box and put it on one of the platters that you might have or a plate and just make it a little bit elevated. Semi, I call it semi-homemade, even though I might not have made it at all. But your guests, I feel like my guests enjoy the time that they have with us instead of the frantic running around and there's things coming out of the oven. Just try to make it as simple as possible. And if you do love the art of preparing the food, I, I recommend items that don't necessarily need to be a specific temperature so that it, if, it, if it's something that can be served cool, you can just pull it out, put it on the, you know, if you're doing buffet style or serving it on the, on the table, it's just more easy and stress-free. Well, what I love that you brought up there was that 
a lot of what you're talking about is about preparation. It's about really putting in that mindfulness, being intentional with hosting. And you're right. It is an art. It's an art of entertaining. And so, you know, being able to prep those things, simplify things. I mean, I've thrown parties before. I had people over for dinner where I'm just rushing around you know, like crazy. And then all of a sudden they show up and I'm like, oh, better put myself together really quick. But inside I'm still like, oh my gosh, I'm so like, wow. It's not fun. You know, it's not fun to have to rush to get things done. And um, so I I love the idea of planning in advance. Uh, We like to have people over for dinner on Sundays. And I mean, I don't know why I've not never thought of this before of like, why don't we do most of the prep? Like, you know, the day before. So I'm not cooking all Sunday or having to like, you know, mop the floor when I could have done it the night before. Right. So, um, instead of, yeah, doing that all a couple hours before they come. Um, so we, we haven't necessarily established that it's every Sunday, but we literally always do. So I just need to just prepare for it. So I, I love that idea and to keep it simple because I also love to cook like, exotic things and it sometimes that gets me in so much trouble because it's like a four-hour dish you know something from India or some things like that so um what are what are a couple things that you like to serve your guests when they come so I found over the years one of the I think one of the most effortless meals that you can host is breakfast or brunch because so many of the items can be served straight from the pantry or the refrigerator, you know, whether it be your pastries, a fruit salad, um, you can even do some of those, you know, like an egg casserole the night before, just pop it in the oven. And then that's the only thing that might be served hot is that you, you know, put that on the, put that out and your guests are getting served. I found that that's just an easy turnkey meal. I also love doing dinners that I've made the salad in advance. The dressing's just ready to, you know, for it to be tossed. I'll have maybe a side that is, is chill, like not chilled necessarily. If it's a, if it's a kind of a cooler salad or vegetable that, that can just be heated up quickly. Um, I do prep that in advance. Grilling, my husband loves to grill. So He's happy taking the, that responsibility during entertaining, but then everything else is prepped in advance. And it's kind of fun. Like he, you know, he's out there talking and socializing. Uh, but I try to just do if if it's going to be something that you are cooking, I try to make it as simplified as possible. So that item that can just go if it's a roast, it's in the oven. You're just waiting for the timer to go off. You pull it out, and it's ready to be served. Um, I try to avoid those multiple ingredients and steps when I'm hosting just for me. I just, I, it's just my preference. Um, but I do enjoy going to parties and people have fabulous meals and I'd love to come to your house and have an exotic meal. But for me, (laughs) it just, it, it gives me so much stress and I just try to make it, I try to avoid that for my own sanity and for my guests. No, I love that. Well, and it just really seems like you really enjoy people and you want like your main goal, like you want to throw a nice party and have everything look nice. 
but your main goal is to really enjoy the people that are coming and for them to have a good time. Absolutely. And it can be as simple as I remember the days when, you know, my daughter was at that age where I'd host the kids to come over to play and the, you know, the parents would come over too, or the moms would join me. And I learned that even just making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, cutting up the crust, cutting them in squares, putting them on a, on a platter with apple slices and carrot, you know, sticks, and maybe a salad for the moms is more enjoyable than, you know, get going out to dinner or doing an exotic event. Just the, the fact, I think the, the love is in the details. So the ingredients can be simplified, but as long as it looks pretty and put together, it makes it special. Yeah. Man, I'm definitely saying I need to work on this. <laughs> I, I, I have people over often and I have not focused on the presentation of, of things. And I think I could put in a little bit more effort for that. So I thank you for sharing. I'm definitely going to take these and apply them this holiday season. But I know this isn't 100% necessary, but I want to know, do you coordinate your outfit with the seasons and tell me about, <laughs> you <laughs> laugh I love it tell me about what you do for yourself because you're so intentional with everything else that you're doing are you intentional with your outfit as well yes I know it's crazy however just for me I don't know if it's just one of those it's just a Leslie Lair living habit I just I love a theme so even if it's casual and like, you know, you're wearing your favorite jeans and you're going to serve, it's going to be Italian night, so you're serving pasta and your, you know, marinara sauce and meatballs, I will incorporate my top or my outfit to go with whatever the color is. Or if it's the Italian theme, then maybe I'll wear something that might seem as if I am, you know, in Italy or representing it. I just think it's fun. And it's just, I don't know, I'm just a big, I love celebrating any moments. And if your guests are open to it as well, I've had the pleasure of letting my friends know, okay, we're doing, we're going to have the, we're having a breakfast and the primary ingredients are blueberries. We're having blueberry pancakes, blueberry muffins. I'm serving, you know, there's going to be a hint of blueberries. And interpret that as you will. And, you know, come dressed in something that, you know, you can interpret the blueberry theme. No, I absolutely love that. Well, and the thing is, too, like getting invited to a party like that, where everything, you know, kind of matches and even the host matches, it is like a special event, even if it's like a brunch, you know, like it, it really does make it special. And so I absolutely love that. Uh, and I, I just think that, you know, any of the parties that I've gone to where we've we've all dressed up the same way, like I had a friend that used to throw tons of parties like that. It was really fun because you already had like a sense of community because all of you were like around the theme. So I think that's a really, really fun idea. You know, like, as I said, like probably not hundred percent necessary for everybody, but I love that idea. And I, I want to try to do it too. Like I, these are just some fun ideas that you're sharing that are really inspiring me. And I know we'll be inspiring the listeners too, 
that, you know, there are simple things we can try, like putting on a shirt that matches or, you know, throwing a little bit of decoration, just a little bit extra effort into our, like, our our parties, you know, and our, our hosting and how much fun that is. I love that. And if you have a little theme, it helps not only the, you know, the bigger details, like the menu, the colors you might choose, or a top. What I then do is I always, even if it's my family, you know, so you mentioned you have family dinner on Sunday, then I take, I take, I, I think of it a question that I can ask that everyone has to answer that somehow incorporated with that theme. So for example, autumn, right? Right now we're celebrating autumn. So if we did have that table with the apples or the, the gourds, then maybe my question might be, what is your favorite, you know, fall foliage right now? What, you know, tell me about your favorite fall memory or your favorite fall food scent just something so that it allows everyone, even if you've known someone your whole life or for years or never spent time with them, it it's a great, it's a great way to share these moments and to get to know people better, even those that you've always known. You might learn a little something new. Yeah. Wow. You have definitely given us some fun things to create upon. I'm really excited to throw some parties this season. <laughs> I really am. That sounds so fun. Um, and I, I haven't really done hosting like that since I've had children. And I think it's about time that we bring back some of the fun parties, you know? And I, and, and yes, and keep the kids involved too. I, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I, this isn't just for the adults. Like my daughter loves, she's always loved that part of being able to help me set up the table. But also when the questions come around, even at age three, she, you know, she would participate and, and it helps her learn, like, you know, just how to listen, how to participate in the conversation, maybe some fun facts about her family she didn't know. Yeah, no. And I think that's also something that we can realize too, is we can, we can do these fun things with our kids. Like I just picturing my kids, like helping pick out a pumpkin or some gourds to go on the table and, you know, let's go find that, that branch outside, you know, like, and they would love doing that. That'd be something that they would really love or even having them dress up. Like just, I think including them is possible. We just need to have like that open mind and, you know, you sharing some of your tips of how to make it simple and doable for mo like moms that have us like young kids, right? Absolutely. So I, I would love for you to share with us how we can eliminate the holiday clutter during this time of year. Okay. So here's my first tip as we're getting prepared for the holidays. Uh, again, many people before we revisit and evaluate what we already have, they run off to the store and it's easy to do, right? We're shopping at one of those big stores and we see something that is representative of the season and we might, you know, react and buy it. My number one recommendation is before you bring anything for the holidays that's new into your home, please go visit 
your current collection. Many of us have items that are almost identical to new pieces or might represent something that's currently available. And we can use those in creative ways. Uh, we can even elevate them. I've done that numerous times where I've pulled out like an old holiday, you know, fun, festive item that might be outdated because the ribbon or the pieces, the colors aren't quite right. And I've taken a Sharpie and changed the color of it or added a ribbon to incorporate more of the theme of what our holidays are today, or maybe do a little creativity to elevate it and put it on the table for that dinner or brunch. And then it can go on to, you know, to where you want to, to where you want to um, use it for the, for the season. So that's my first recommendation. And that is to visit what you already have. And then once you do open up that, let's assume it's a box of your decor. Let's go through and start taking things out, truly take them out. Look and identify, is it broken? Is it damaged? Is it outdated? If it can't, you know, maybe it's outdated and it could be elevated or enhanced. Maybe you could go through a little renovation, go for it. But if it's one of those things that it's time to now let it go, do it. Take the time before you are prepping and decorating to actually evaluate what you have so that you're actually getting the clutter out before you start styling your space. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause there are a lot of things that I think people hold on to for sentimental reasons, but that are kind of ugly. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, things that are like this just doesn't really make me feel good, but my grandma gave it to me, you know? Um, so I don't know. What do you tell people that have sentimental well, attachments? Okay. So the, you know, the, I mean, so this is really, this is where you really need to come to terms to decide, you know, the old saying, does it bring you happiness? You know, there are pieces that many of us inherit all sorts of things, whether it be hand-me-downs <laughs> from our siblings, you know, to, you know, a favorite ornament from someone in the family. You really just have to make the decision. You know what? Have you ever used it? Is this something that you truly want to keep? Are you keeping it because of the fact it is sentimental? Is it possibly going to bring somebody else more joy by donating and giving a whole new life to someone else? And that's everyone's different with that, making that decision. But that's how I first start. And then if you have something that you're 50-50, like you've never used it, I feel guilty. Then what I do is I keep like a separate little box of those kind of like the maybes. We put those aside so they're not completely gone. We give it a little time, kind of sleep on it and decide, okay, you know what? I really will not miss this if it goes on to its next adventure. Uh, but that's how I get, that's my recommendation. I love that. On to its next adventure. You know, it's just, it's you're on your way. You, you can just, exactly. you know, <laughs> head out of my house. No, I love that. Um, yeah. And so do you, do you use just talking about ho holiday clutter? 
do you usually use like real plates or do you use a lot more of like plastic things that, you know, obviously you'd clean up after the party and then, you know, the party could be cleaned up a lot quicker if it was plastic stuff or paper plates or whatever. Um, what is your preference on that? Okay. So I think it's a case by case basis. I, you've brought up a great point that your kids are of the age that maybe the China, maybe not everybody at the table can use China. So really it's up to, it's up to every individual. I've done it where I, when Thanksgiving, I had a long table and we had, you know, three generations that went all the way down to two high chairs. And I had these really neat, they're paper plates that had blue and white splatter on them. They looked like they were China. And what I did is everyone, the table was set and I had on top of the paper glass buffet plates. A lot of us, a lot of us have like the bulk. I put the glass on top of the paper for the adults. And it looked like it was just the pretty, you know, the, the design, the design plate. And then the kids that weren't ready to use the glass they had the the same design it just was the real it was just the paper directly and it looked so lovely and everyone then got to enjoy this table and i you know it, it no there was no no glass was broken it was easy to throw away uh i decided for that particular occasion to keep it kind of mixed but I can tell you what, with the products out there today with the paper, it's so beautiful. People do not realize that it's actually throwaway, whether it be plastic or paper. And I've set some lovely occasions for just adults with all disposable. And until they sit down, they have no idea. So I really think it's up to, you know, it's up to the host to decide you know, are we ready to pull out, just, you know, pull these pieces out? Or do you want to keep it as simple as possible? Maybe the day before the big event, like on Christmas Eve, I love having Christmas Eve dinner with all decorative paper products. I can throw it all away. So it's super easy and efficient and stress-free. And then maybe the next morning when it's, you know, breakfast and we're you know enjoying like a set table at lunchtime maybe I'll use the china but really you can accomplish a beautiful setting that's stylish with both both ideas both the the, the throwaway and the china it's just up to you to decide you know what might be more convenient for your family or the guests that are attending yeah, I love that. And you're right, there are very beautiful paper or plastic products that if we did want to step it up a bit, but still have an easy cleanup later, that we can still make it look really good. Absolutely. And you can always incorporate in, I even, my mom, who's a beautiful hostess, she, it was, she took a moment a couple of years ago when I said, you know, you can mix plastic with your glass and china and paper like you don't have to have it all one 
one thing, meaning like the linen with the china with the glass. We can mix it, but like have fun. My mom's like, are you sure? I'm like, absolutely. And it was like she was given a whole new <laughs> lease on life. Um, so please feel free. Incorporate. you. It, like that's the neat thing. Make it your own. Celebrate it. But also realize making some choices that might be easy for you for cleanup, all it does is put you in a great mood and makes you less stressed and your guests are going to love it anyway. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. So as we wrap up here, I want to ask you a question. Which is your favorite holiday to decorate and host for? Oh, that's a great question. Oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. I, so I love, I love setting up for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because just everyone is, you know, everyone in here in our country that um, is for the most part celebrating Thanksgiving. And I love it because of course, you know, we're all getting the chance to get together. And for me, I really take that time to celebrate the season that's about harvest and the produce and using that creativity by, you know, adding some of the, I mentioned the apples, maybe some pears from our refrigerator and setting up the table in a way that really is representative of the season. I love the sense of fall, like the actual sense, the smell. So I'll incorporate that. And then adding a neutral palette, whether it be disposable or just your everyday plates, you can, you just have so much bandwidth that you can use to uh, make it creative. And then of course, for me, the dessert, I, I just love pies. I love uh, pecan pies, my favorite. So I just, you know, I've got fond memories of, of having that chance to try out the different pies. And then I always, in the morning, my mom and I always have, um, pecan pie for breakfast the next day it's a tradition oh I love that no and Thanksgiving is a really amazing time and I'm, I love that you said it's about the harvest because it's it really is like celebrating not only like the literal harvest but like the harvest in our life the things that we've received and Absolutely. so I, I love that you said that that, that um, also makes it more special there as we're decorating as well to remember that about our own lives as well Absolutely. And then just on that, so, you know, because I like to do something that's interactive for any dinner, one of my favorite things that we did is I just thought I picked up from the yard, rock, like whether it be river rocks or just rocks, it could be acorns, it could be dried leaves, and everyone coming to Thanksgiving, there was a pen and those items out in just a little bowl. And everyone, as they enter, they write down what they're thankful for. And then we, during dinner, we take that ball and we read what we're thankful for. And it's just a fun way to celebrate as you, you know, the harvest and giving thanks for just, you know, this, this time to be with the people that you care about. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of your tips and the fun things that you do it really it's I know it's really inspired me to want to make this holiday season really special and really spend time with the people that I love in a beautiful way so I love that thank you for sharing all that
Well, thank you. That makes me, that's what I love to do, you know, to hear that it, it has given you some inspiration that that gives me the most joy. Thank you. Yeah. So ladies, I hope that you can really, you know, listen to these tips and try to apply some of them to your own life and, you know, decorate the way that you have resources around you or things that are um, in your budget or that make you feel joy as this holiday season is coming up. Get rid of the things that you don't want anymore and be okay with that. And just to really focus on spending time with the people that you love in a beautiful way. So thank you so much, Leslie, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, ladies, we'll see you next Tuesday on the Mom Training Podcast. Hey mama, thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about, tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard Live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the mom training podcast to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believe in you. I am Diana Ballard, and this is the Mom Training Podcast.